you are listening to What Comes Next, the podcast. I am your life coach and host, Sydney Covey, and this is episode seven. Let's dive in. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome, welcome to another episode. I'm excited to have you today. Thanks for being here. So when this episode is released, it will be February 14th, Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Singles Awareness Day, February 14th, whatever it is to you, happy Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. (laughs) Today, I wanted to talk about self-love and what it is, what it isn't, self-tough love. Um, So it's not going to be a mushy-gushy episode, more so an awareness of how you can take better care of yourself, how you can love yourself a little bit, a little bit harder, a little bit deeper, right? In whatever way that means to you, or a little bit softer. If you tend to be really hard and angry with yourself and on yourself, um, I'm hoping this episode can bring you some alternatives, right? So let's jump in. Here we go. (laughs) Um, Self-love is kind of a tough topic right? And for me, I'm full disclosure, not a Valentine's Day gal. I'm really not a holiday person per se, except for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are my top two everything always. And I love birthdays. Um, But when it comes to like a theme, like themes, I'm not big. I'm not big. I don't love it. Valentine's Day, Halloween, 4th of July, uh, St. Patrick's Day. It's just a lot of themes for me and I'm I'm not super, it's not my jam. But if it's your jam, that's amazing. I love that for you. And I love the enthusiasm that y'all put behind it because it truly is fun to watch people love holidays. <laughs> so if today's your day, jam out, rock out. I love that for you. Um, but all of that to say, I don't want today's episode to be an immediate turnoff if I'm like, let's talk about self-love, right? Self-love, we're going to put it in more of a coaching light and a coaching perspective of how can you love yourself differently, whatever that means for you, right? So we're going to go through a couple of different things if you tend to be very dismissive and permissive of yourself and find an excuse and kind of live in that victim mentality we're going to chat about how you can look at that a little bit differently and maybe love yourself better in a way that serves you better and also we're going to talk to my people who are really hard on yourselves and expect a lot of yourself of yourself and you can get kind of mean right that inner inner mean girl mean guy meanie can come out and kind of push you around a little bit. I get where you're coming from. I lived in that space for a very long time and that is my default space personally. So we're going to chat about different ways that we can maybe tell the meaning to take take a seat. Maybe not get out of the car. We may not be ready for that, but just look at a different perspective. So first boat, if you are in the kind of that victim, helpless, boat if you're on that side of the line first and foremost I want to say nothing is wrong right nothing has gone wrong that's just how you process things this can look like okay well I can't do anything about how 
I feel at work or, okay, well, it's not my fault that I get angry when my spouse and I argue or that my parents make me feel this way, right? The first key there is awareness and noticing that inner monologue. If you have a lot of things running through your mind, like it's not my fault, they make me do this, I can't help this, it's a lot of giving that power away rather than sticking with you, right? I have this tendency too. I'm in, I'm in this camp. I think everyone's on like a spectrum, right? In certain situations, we can fall more into the victim camp. And in other situations, we can fall more into the bullying ourselves camp, right? So when you're on this side of the scale, the first thing you can do and the biggest way you can love yourself is just to recognize it. Recognize your pattern and say, oh, okay, I see what I'm doing. I'm trying to validate to myself and almost like a self-soothing, right? If you can't do anything about it, you can't do anything about it. But what that does is takes all of your power away and gives it to your boss, your spouse, your parents, your kids, whatever it is. Whosever fault it is, it becomes their job to fix what you feel. And that's not your job for other people, the same as that's not other people's job for you, right? So if you're in that camp, my biggest, what's helped me the most is just giving yourself some grace and understanding like, okay, this is where I'm operating from. I'm trying to make things better for myself, but I'm giving away my power, right? I had a really powerful coaching call the other day and I realized my pattern is not a problem. It's just a pattern and it's something that I get to recognize and see and work with, not in spite of, right? It's nothing you have to fix. It's nothing that has to go away. Now, if you want to heal it, if you want to learn how to live with it and work with it and work through it, that's very different. But the first way you can love yourself is by understanding you have power in every situation. You have power over you. You have power over how you think, how you feel, how you act, and the reality that you create for yourself. And that alone, just realizing that, is a way to love yourself, right? Because it's saying, hey, I get how you're processing this. It makes sense why you would do this. Maybe you grew up a certain way. Maybe you were in a specific relationship. Like people do things that make sense to them. So it's not like you're acting out or acting completely weird. Like there's a reason you're processing the situation how you're processing it. So if you can shine a light on that and understand that, that is the first step to being able to change how you process and how you feel about that situation. So sometimes the answer, the key to loving yourself is giving yourself understanding and space to say, okay, hey, I get how you're processing this and I understand it makes sense why you're doing that, but that doesn't help us. That doesn't make us feel powerful. That doesn't help us to grow through the situation. It doesn't allow us to move through this on our own. Right? It keeps us dependent on outside sources and outside things, which is actually really draining. <laughs> it 
if everyone else has to change in order for you to feel safe or for you to feel okay or for you to feel happy or secure, whatever you're looking for, that is exhausting. Emotionally, mentally, right? On you and the other person because sometimes they don't know how to meet your need and it's not their job. So that can be a big way that you can love yourself is by tapping in and saying, okay, I understand I'm swimming in this like victim-y, helpless space right now. I see that. I get that. I want to process it differently. And that may look like loving parts of yourself that you haven't talked to in a while, loving parts of yourself that you haven't seen. Maybe it's little you. Maybe it's teenage you. Maybe it's two weeks ago you. It's loving the part that is acting in the way that does not serve you because they're just trying to protect you. They're just trying to keep you safe emotionally, mentally, right? But what it's doing is the opposite. It's sending your power out. It's extending your energy past what you have, right? So that's the first way. Acknowledge where you're coming from. Understand you're processing like that for a reason. Give that piece of yourself love and then choose to powerfully move in a different direction. Powerfully decide how you want to respond to that situation. Intentionally set how you want to feel And then run your model or figure out what needs to change so you can create that for yourself. Right? Okay? So that's the first camp is like more of the victim, helpless, scared, need to feel safe kind of camp. Other camp is when we're really mean to ourselves and really hard on ourselves and talk down and say things to ourselves that we would never say A, out loud, or B, to anyone else, right? Some of the thoughts download I do, y'all, and some of them that I've seen from my clients and past clients, we can be real mean. We can be very direct, and it's hard because we know all of our own and greatest weaknesses, right? We pick up on the things other people don't see, and they're like, oh, wow, great. You did really awesome for that, idiot right? Some of the thoughts I've had about myself, I'm shocked are in there. Like you make everything worse. Why is everything so hard? Why can't you just be normal, right? Like we go in on ourselves (laughs) because we think it will push us. And to an extent it can short term, right? Like I grew up as an athlete. I'm like, wow, really? Is that all you got in the tank? Let's go pick it up, right? As a swimmer and I did track a little bit but mainly a swimmer and I played softball like as an athlete you have a little bit of that come on you got more in you let's go da 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 right don't be a wimp get up (laughs) and it can be helpful short term but when you are degrading yourself consistently over time time being years (laughs) and constantly telling yourself trying to use that you're not good enough motivation to motivate yourself to be good enough does not make sense. It doesn't, right? If we know 
our thoughts create our results. You can't, if the thought is, there's no way you're good enough to do this, right? You can have a short-term emotion of feeling driven or like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I was a huge, I'm going to prove you wrong. Tell me I can't do something. Watch me do it, right? But what that sets you up for long-term is never reaching that goal is you looking for reasons and evidence that you're not good enough, that you can't do it, that you can't do it perfectly or right or as good as somebody else. You're constantly chasing, right? You may hit that short-term target and be like, great, did it, showed you. But then what? There's always something else. There's always another mark that you haven't reached or can't reach or you're telling yourself that you're not good enough or can't do that either. That's not loving yourself That's not tough love. That's mean love, right? You can't constantly tell yourself your shit at something and expect to be great. Use a different thought. That that has changed the game for me is instead of saying, gosh, you're really bad at this. Like, okay, I have so much room to grow. How different are those two thoughts? You're so bad at this and I have so much room to grow. Those are two completely different models that are going to take you completely separate down two completely separate paths, right? You have a mean thought, find a different variation of it. Like for me, I, the thought that I have a lot is why can't you just make things easy? Why is everything so hard with you, right? Like I'm always talking at myself, <laughs> but instead of that, I've changed to the thought, This is just a different way to accomplish the same task, right? That's so different. And I'm not talking down at myself. I'm just talking to myself, right? And it doesn't have to go back to that toxic positivity. You're great. You're fine. You're learning. You're growing. Like you don't have to make excuses. Make it something that's true and believable, but don't constantly berate yourself and break yourself down and expect to get better short term it can it can work right but if you're looking to love yourself if you're looking to my my biggest thing right now I'm in the phase of what do I want to teach my kids right we don't have any plans to have kids for a couple of years but I'm in that phase of that's what's in my mind is it's going to take a while to heal and show up for myself how I want to. So therefore I can show my future kids, right? I want to lead by example. So I'm trying to figure my stuff out now. (laughs) So it's easier in the moment, right? So if I would never say something like that to my kids, I'm not going to say it to myself anymore. Or I'm going to catch myself when I say it to myself and say, okay, that used to be how you operate. And that was helpful for a long time but we're choosing something different here. I don't want to make myself hurt anymore. I don't want to feel bad about myself anymore. I don't want to shame myself anymore. I want to figure out what my other motivators are. How else can I motivate myself? Right? What else can I choose instead of beating myself into a pulp for something that I can't do and then finding all of the evidence that I can't, in fact, do that thing yet? I want to motivate myself from a space of determination and love and gratitude without the excuses. 
right? I'm not in the space where I'm going to say, oh, you're fine. That's okay. Try, try again next time, right? That might be true. I have three dogs in my house right now that are barking. All right, let's try that again. It's not about making yourself feel better about something you didn't accomplish or a goal that you didn't achieve. It's not about excusing it. It's just about evaluating it and looking at it objectively rather than giving it this super positive or super negative charge, right? Like it doesn't have to be the participation trophy like, oh, good try, champ. But it also doesn't have to be that, wow, you are worthless and you can't even do that right. Shocker. Um, so it doesn't have to be either of those. You can go back and listen to the evaluating your results episode and you can ask yourself, okay, what went well, what didn't, and what can I do better next time or what can I do differently next time? And that can be the biggest form of self-love is to stop the self-hate. <laughs> and it may not feel like self-hate, but just look at yourself and or how you're talking to yourself and say, would you talk to your friends this way? Would you talk to your kids this way? Would you talk to anyone you care about? Or another great one that I ask myself is, would I let anyone talk to me this way? Right? Like, yes, it's your own mind and it's your own self-talk, but you're not special in the sense that you get to degrade yourself when no one else does. Right? If I say things to myself that I wouldn't allow anyone to say to me, that's a red flag. I'm falling back into that pattern of trying to motivate myself with things I can't do, what I'm not good at, and that kind of hatred might be a strong word, but just that not enoughness, right? As high achieving human beings, we feel that enough. We trust me, it's on a subconscious loop somewhere in the brain, somewhere in the folds of your brain. It's a deep fear that we all have. If you're on this podcast and you've been here with me long enough, <laughs> that's just how we operate. It's, it's what we do. It's, we're scared. But if that's already on in the back of our brain, guess what we don't need to do? Hold a mag- megaphone? Mag- yeah, hold a megaphone up and be like, hey, you're right. You suck. <laughs> right? That's not helpful. <laughs> So if you wouldn't say it to you, if you wouldn't say it to your kid or your spouse or your best friend, and if you wouldn't allow anyone else to say it to you, check yourself and see if there's a different spin that you can put on it that still feels accurate, still feels true, true, but doesn't feel as abrasive, doesn't feel as aggressive. Okay, so either way. There's always space, no matter what side of the camp you're on, there's always space where we can find a new level of love for ourselves, whether that means talking to yourself differently, whether it means spending more time alone, more time with family, more time journaling, more time just doing activities or things that challenge you or that you love doing or things that scare you in a good way. There's always a next level love and acceptance and kind of just like cherishing moment that we can have with ourselves right I think if more people did that and we took the time to love ourselves deeper and better it would a teach us how to be loved right so we can set that standard for other people 
you know, also just make the world a better place as miscongeniality as that sounds, right? People hate comes from the opposite of love, right? Fear and hate cannot exist at the same time as love. And I think everyone right now is scared and angry and hurting on various levels. So if you can show up whole and secure and from a loving place for yourself, it's the ultimate cup overfloweth type thing, you know? All right, that is a lot of analogies for one episode (laughs) and a little bit of dog barking, but that's how we roll. And I appreciate you for being here and sticking with me. (laughs) Happy February 14th, whatever that means to you, for you. I hope you have an amazing day, even if it's just another regular Wednesday. I hope you find a deep, a deeper love and value and a new way to cherish yourself because you're worth it no matter who you are where you are what you're doing what you're not you are worth your own love and acceptance so my hope for you is that you find that and that this episode was helpful in giving you some tidbits and ways to do that so if it was i would love to hear what stuck for you what was helpful what you'd like to hear from me in the future and if not that's all right come back next week and we'll try another episode have a great rest of your day bye